Hey, we want to welcome you all into episode 37 of Trojan Talk. I'm Zach Taranko here with Jeff Christianberry and Cole Purvis. How are you guys doing this morning? Great. We have a, a football-filled episode for you guys uh, as the TA football team takes on Oxford Hills yet again in the state championship this weekend. So we will have a couple of interviews coming up, and then we'll have um, some, some NFL, some Celtics Bruins, as always. Uh, but we'll start off by, as I just said, TA is in the stake in this year, second time in a row and second time uh, in a row playing against Oxford Hills. This year they're more of the underdog. Um, before we get into any predictions or anything like that, I just want to get your, you know, talk about the season, talk about where they've, you know, where they started, where they came, and uh, where they've come from, and and uh, how this team looks going in the state game. Well, I will say this, and I talked to Coach Kiesel, which a great interview coming up in a little bit, so I don't want to spoil too much, but it's it's I think we're very spoiled here. We're very much like Patriots fans over the last twenty years. I mean, this is now the seventh state championship game in the last ten years, and really the last nine years because you take out the COVID year, which there wasn't any playoffs. Mm-hmm. This team this year. Um, whether they win or not is a huge accomplishment to get to the state championship. You know, they, they lost so much from last year's team with their amount of starters. I think it was like 19 or 20 starters from last year's team. They basically remade this squad from scratch, especially at all the skill positions. Still, you know, had some adversity, which they had more adversity this year in the regular season than they've had in many, many years in terms of going to states, losing two games and really almost losing three. They could have easily lost that game against Kenny Bunk. So for them to have an early season struggle and come back, and take advantage. Now, of course, you know, it's an 18 league now. The playoffs aren't as arduous. It's really only one win after you get the bye. So it's it's really impossible to compare this to other teams. But um, I think that where they started to where they are, I mean, Saturday is going to be a really, really tough match. And it's probably, I would say, maybe the first state title game where they're decided underdogs in their, mm-hmm. in their run here. Now, there's been some games where there are toss-ups um, and some games where they're definitely favorites. This game, they're definitely the underdogs, even though they played off for Hills tough in the first round. Um, so it's, it's just a lot of pride that they're there. Um, it's going to be a great, great atmosphere again. It's going to be a little cold, but the weather looks <laughs> clear at least. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it's exciting. It's, it's For those you students, you know, maybe it's it's a, it's a even second hat as well because the second straight year and last year was kind of expected they were going to win. Mm-hmm. But for somebody who, when I went to high school here, we were very, very good in the regular season and always choked in the playoffs. It's really cool to see them have another chance at a state title. So it's going to be a fun, a fun uh, couple days, and it's nice to have uh, this to prepare for. Yeah, it's been fun to see this team develop all season long. They're at one of the lowest points that they've had in the last five years, and uh, they averaged only 20 points a game their first four games. In their last six games, they've averaged 44. Their offense has found the formula, and Ryan O'Keefe has done a really good job at quarterback, just not putting the ball in harm's way, not turning it over. And they don't have the same downfield threats that they had last year, but their passing game is still effective. And um, they've just looked so much more comfortable as a team. And last year, they were trying to live up kind of to last year's super team with weapons all around. And they didn't have that this year. And uh, some guys got experience. And a lot of people are saying, well, we knew this was the case at the beginning of the season. But there was a, that low point in, in the beginning of the season where we thought maybe this team isn't fit for a state championship when they started at one and two. So you can't take anything for granted, but mm-hmm. they've looked great offensively and defensively. There's been a, a lot of surprises this year. And um, it's going to be a dogfight on Saturday, Oxford Hills. Uh, these teams, yes, they know a lot about each other, but you think back to that regular season game and there were a lot of injuries on both sides. Uh, I know Caden True's questionable for the game. Um, So if he plays, we'll see how many reps he gets at quarterback or if he um, 
plays at safety a lot. I think it's obviously going to be very important to have as many playmakers out there as you can. But, of course, he wants to stay healthy and uh, keep his shoulder okay. So it'll be a really good fight on Saturday. And I, I can't see it being a blowout either way. I think it'll be a close game no matter what. But just look at the other teams around the league. Now, the league is definitely down, you know, as it has been year past, years past. But And maybe TA is not as much talent uh, on paper as the years past. But Bonnie Eagle and Scarborough really struggled this year in some games, like really struggled. Yeah. And for those two programs, especially Bonnie Eagle, who's had great success as well over the last 10 years, winning a couple state championships, we still did better than them. We still are in a better shape than them this year and going going in the future. So it's really tough to keep perspective, you know, thinking like, all right, yeah, maybe maybe we're, it's a down year and we're not the favorites. But compared to the other programs, you know, Oxford Hills, for me, I mean, I think this is their peak. Like, I, you know, I'm not saying they're not going to be any good, but I'm saying, you know, they have this, – this class has been kind of marked for a couple of years to win a state championship, especially quarterback and, and some of the other major positions. So, for them, this is really a make it or break it year. You know, if they don't win it this year, then it's it's going to be a real disappointment considering how much um, how much they put into this. So, uh, it's just – it's 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 – it's good to be appreciative of, of what the coaching staff and what the players have done to really, I'd say, turn it around. It, it, they were staring one and three in the face, if not for you know, a last-minute play against Kenny Bunk. So good for them. Yeah, and I, I want to go back to what Cole said earlier and ask you guys another question is that, you know, injuries. The last time these two teams played, the no Elias Soren, I mean, at least he was there for the first few minutes of the first quarter. And their, um, one of their star linebackers, Lincoln Morrill, uh, went out early uh, in the game as well. You know, T.A. lost 25-20. to 20. It was a good game. It was back and forth. It was a late fumble by Hayden Whitney that turned into um, an, a quick drive, long drive down the field to, to take the lead for Oxford Hills. So, I mean, with those guys back, do you think Oxford Hills has an insane amount of talent ahead of T.A.? Or just is it still, do you think, a very close contest? Well, it's tough because when you, when you look at the talent and you say, if both teams play well, who's going to win? And I think Oxford Hills. Yeah. Like, you know, we have Soren, we have Pelletier, and the linebacker as well. Like, if they are healthy and they don't make mistakes, they should win, mm-hmm. right? But th- that's not football, right? So I think at quarterback, Soren isn't as important because we saw the backup came in. I forget his name. Um, for Oxford Hills. Yeah. He played great, yeah. right? And you have Pelletier, who's like an unbelievable athlete in multiple sports. Um, and defensively, I don't think the – I think I think the biggest the biggest thing for Oxford Hills in the game the key to the game is going to be turnovers. We saw last year they basically wilted in a big moment. Now TA was the better team from start to finish, but before you knew it, it was what 20, 14, 21 nothing yep. um, turnovers, the pick six and everything. Uh, we've seen teams do that. Um, Portland did it as well back in two thousand eighteen, um, uh, where they came in and they just they just lost their minds in the first quarter, and we were up twenty one nothing before you even knew it, and game is over. Basically, you can't play catch up like that. The thing is, though, if TA does get a lead in this game, Oxford Hills could come back. Like it, yeah. it, it's it's just the mental mental part of it. So I think the injuries will play a part. If Pelletier's uh, Pelletier's think the key. If he gets hurt, they're gonna struggle to. I mean, I think they're gonna move the ball. Like I think they're going to. My, my prediction is they're gonna try to pound it because last year Soren had I think six turnovers in one of the games they played against TA. Mm-hmm. And try to protect him from himself. He's a great player, but he tries to do a little bit too much sometimes. So mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm Oxford Hills. You run, 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 and then Pelletier is like your kind of get-out-of-jail-free card. Yep. If you don't have that, then TA can really load the box. So, But with Pelletier, they have to – you can't cheat on their linebackers and safeties. So he's kind of the key. He hasn't had any health issues. Um, quarterback, I think they're fine either way. Defensively, I mean, you know, Thornton Academy is going to have to run the ball, and you can't have critical turnovers. So you're going to have mistakes. You're going to have bad plays. You're going to give up big plays to this team. You're not going to shut them out. But it's it's that critical turnover like we saw in the regular season game, and I'm sure Hayden will not do that again. Yeah. 
Well, think about put yourself in Eli Soren's shoes and Lincoln Merrill and all the seniors on this team. They're going in a peak year, as you said, uh, what it what it was expected to be, and they are trying not to lose to TA back to back years. They want to go through their high school career and say that they got a state championship, and and they're staring down TA in the face for the second year in a row, and they don't want to be devastated again by losing two years in a row to TA. So they're going to be extremely fired up for this game and I definitely think that uh, they're going to play their best but yeah Tegan Pelletier might be the best player on the field in some moments and we remember um, in that regular season game there was like a third and very long third and 20 something like that and he bailed them out with a first down so right. even if they play bad on the early downs they can get a big play on third down because he's just such a good jump ball receiver and to be honest I don't know if TA has anybody that uh, can match him one for one and so um I think that he, he could be a game wrecker. I know we say that on defense a lot, but um, an offensive game wrecker, Tegan Pelletier could definitely be that for them. Um, and I, we talk about the turnovers, and yes, uh, Oxford Hills has turned the ball over against TA in the past, but I think the experience factor shifts to Oxford Hills this time, and TA was the team that you know has had some costly turnovers this year. So I wouldn't say Oxford Hills is more likely to turn the ball over than TA, but yeah, definitely the turnover battle is going to be very important, and whoever makes the least amount of mistakes is probably going to win. It's a mental game. you know. The, the, the thing about Pelletier in those plays is not just the yards, it's the mental part of it. I mean, I remember that play, and it's like we had stopped them, where the underdog, we stopped him, and then he just, we thought we had him in a great position, third and 20 or whatever, and they complete 22 yards, and you're just like, oh, so deflating, just as an yeah. observer, let alone a player. And same thing with the turnovers. If, if Oxford Hills turns the ball over early in that game, how much is going to creep in their head? Like, oh, my gosh, we're, we're, we're not choking, but we're losing this again. Like, how are we doing this again? What is it about this team? So that's going to be the, the mental battle is going to be just as important as physical. Yeah, I agree. Well, we'll take a, a break in this conversation to, to have our interview with the head coach of the football team, uh, Kevin Kiesel. All right, and now we're joined by head coach Kevin Kiesel. How are you doing, Kevin? Very good. Thanks. So here we are again. Uh, you know, if you go back 10 years or so, and this uh, program, uh, a lot of success over the years, but nothing like the last 10 years, you know, going to the seventh state, state championship. First, just talk about what is this week like? For the, You know, you guys have been through it, obviously, a lot of times before, different opponents, but what the fact that you've been through this so many times, how does that help you really just prepare for the week as coaches? Yeah, I, I think it's just, you know, since you've been through it, you know what to expect. Um, you know, you, you obviously want to make sure the kids get ready at the right time. And, and uh, you know, obviously, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are about getting ready. And, um, you know, ultimately that's where you're going to win or lose a game is in your preparation. And, you know, I think our kids, you know, understand that that there's a process to the season. And, and uh, you know, it doesn't matter if it's week one or state championship week, the process is going to be pretty much the same. Um you know, you just hope as the season goes along, the process gets better, and they, they, they you know, we, we coach better, they play better. So, uh, yeah, it's not a lot of changes. Obviously, you get a little bit more media attention, and and uh, you know, it's uh, you know, you're playing for, for for a lot on Saturday, but uh, the preparation is pretty much the same. So all the praise and adulation the program gets is obviously very earned, but it probably it works against you a little bit. Coming into this year, everyone's like, oh, it's going to be TA and Oxford Hills again, just assuming TA is going to be there again. But the amount of talent that you lost from last year from an undefeated state championship team, just talk about that. And, and coming into this year, it's understand it's not a given that you're going to be in this game and talk about how the players that are basically all new pretty much on both sides of the football have really stepped up, and it's a huge accomplishment to get here. Yeah, I, I think we talked that right from the beginning. We started spring camp. We said, you know, this is going to be a, uh, a huge challenge. Number one, you're, you're the defending state champ, so you got naturally get that bullseye on your back. But number two, with the, the change in scheduling, we knew – Early on, we were going to have some really 
big games against some really good opponents. And, uh, you know, it, it was one of those things we told the kids, you know, just let's just go out. We'll see where we're at and, uh, you know, just work on getting better every week. Um, to our credit, our kids never panicked. And, uh, you know, we just continue to get better. And obviously, you know, with the schedule that we had this year, you know, we play in, we played two teams from New Hampshire that are in the, they're in the final four, Pinkerton and Bedford. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played five out of the six you know, Class A state uh, teams that made the playoffs. We played four teams in B that all made the playoffs, two that are playing the state title. So, you know, we're, we've been, uh, we've played good competition and, uh, you know, our kids have, you know, gotten better every week and it hasn't been linear. You know, there were some weeks where we got, you know, we feel like you get a lot better other weeks where it, uh, you know, you feel like you kind of spin your wheels a little bit, but in the end, they, they've, they've done a great job um, getting to this point. There's been some adversity over the past 10 years. Some years you've gone undefeated, other times you've lost a game, but this year, I mean, unprecedented for the last 10 years. You, you, you lose against Oxford Hills, you lose against Bedford, and Kenny Bunk was a toss-up yep. there at the yep. end. How do you think that's really helped helped the team grow and say, all right, this is not going to be a given, and it's going to be a tough fight, even with teams from Kenny Bunk? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, uh, you know, after the Oxford, you know, we, we felt early on, you know, we, we played hard. I mean, we mm-hmm. played hard against Oxford Hills. We had the lead, couldn't finish. Um, kind of a repeat the following week against a very good Bedford team where, we, you know, we take the lead late, but we just can't hold on. And honestly, I think just that Kenny Bunk game where, you know, we, we didn't play well, um, you know, give Coach Kraft and his, his, you know, Kettlebunk credit. They played a great game, and, and we found a way to win a game in the end. It certainly wasn't pretty, but just getting over that hump of fi- finding a win, and um, I think it gave us some confidence, and then, you know, we've just kind of played a lot better since then. So, uh, yeah, it's been uh, – it, w- it was a challenge early on, and, and uh, but, you know, it's been really rewarding to see where these kids have grown. I think most underrated – just a personal opinion, most underrated performance I've seen in a long time is Hayden Whitney this year. As far as, like, the, the, the big picture, like, he's not getting as much publicity as you see some of these guys in the past, but he's had an incredible season. What, what can you say about him? Yeah. You know, he's had a little injuries here, but, I mean, he's he's the dominant running back in, in Maine football this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hayden was a first-team all-conference player last year and averaged 10 yards a carry last year as a junior. And, and this year he's got over 1,400 yards. I mean, that's that's the most we've had out of a back in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, averaging over nine yards a carry. If he touches the ball, certainly he's a dynamic. You know, he's, he's got breakaway speed. He's had a couple 90-yard runs this year. Um, he runs tough. You know, he, he, had, he, he, can, he can run between the tackles and, and, and runs hard. And he's just got great vision, you mm-hmm. know. And, and then he's a weapon in the passing game for us, too. I think he's got 12 catches on the year. So, uh, you know, he, he's, he's an all-around threat for us, and certainly he, uh, he makes us go. Looking at the passing attack, obviously it's been kind of a two-headed monster at quarterback. Uh, Ryan O'Keefe's been kind of the one throwing the ball. We've had Carlos Ebelis had a really good season. So how, do you, how, you, how have you seen that you know, evolve to a point now where, you know, with you really have good complementary players versus trying to figure out who's going to fit where. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, early on you're trying to figure that out. You know, we certainly had two um, very capable quarterbacks, you know, but two kind of different quarterbacks. You know, Caden is more of an athletic-type kid who's going to run the ball a bit more. Ryan is, is, is just, you know, your prototypical, you know, pocket passer who can make all the reads and all the throws. So, uh, you know, trying to figure that out early, I think we, we did. And, you know, you certainly give, you know, Coach Stinson a lot of credit for doing that um, some of our game plan sheets were basically you know four pages because you know you've got you've got sheets a couple sheets for Caden a couple sheets for Ryan um, you know unfortunately late here you know Caden's been out with little injuries so you know Ryan's taken over and has done a great job the last you know few weeks here um, yeah, and I, and I think I, kind of our receivers have, you know, like you said, kind of grown. You know, you had Carlos, who's had a great year for us. Henry Lozier's had a great year. Uh, Xander's done a great job. Um, 
you know, Brady's Brady's kind of the blocker. He's the guy that does all the him and Connor do all the uh, all the blocking and stuff. But they've uh, you know done a great job. And then you add Hayden into the mix. It kind of makes us pretty dynamic offensively. Now defensively, you know, you look at the pass. You have Bobby Began to Curtis Harbucks. He's you know um, Owen Owen Elliott. Who's a guy in this team that maybe, you know, we have Mac Lowe this year has kind of come up kind of out of nowhere. Who's a guy on the defense that maybe doesn't fill the stat sheet but really kind of makes everything go and kind of is that do-your-job guy that if he didn't do this and stuff that you don't see on the, on the stat sheet, you wouldn't see these pick sixes and everything else? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, coming in the year, we thought we were going to be a little ahead, more ahead defensively. We thought we'd be pretty good inside. We had, you know, Jack Brochu, who's back. We would had Brent Paul, you know, back. We've got Tommy Johnson, Harry Bunt. So I would say those inside four for us. Um, had a lot of experience. They'd played a lot of football for us, and and you know they've done a great job. You know we've we've done a great job against the run this year, and that, that that's that's you know that that's certain something that's going to continue on on Saturday. Um, and then you know our secondary is kind of taking some time. You know obviously around the year we had we had a lot of busts, but I feel like later we you know we've done a better job keeping the ball in front. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly giving up some plays, uh, but you know we, we we do but we've done a much better job. So yeah, I, I just think those four are the guys that you know coming in. Um, you know, we were kind of relying on, and you know, Jack Brochu can play a great game. He gets double teamed every play. He may not make a tackle, but he's freeing up Tommy and Harry and and the rest of the guys. And then you know, those new guys have really come along. Like you said, Mac Lowe. I mean, it's his first year playing football, and, right. and he's he's had a great year for us. You know, Sam Nelson's come along at the as the other mm-hmm. edge player. Our secondary is really developed. You know, Hen, you know Henry Lozier was back, and you know Cam and Caden, and um, you know those guys have played great for us. So uh, yeah, it's it's been one of those things where we've just kind of grown and, and but kind of relied on those inside guys that you know take care of the run and make teams one-dimensional so so looking ahead now to Oxford Hills so you play them already this year but as a coach that was so long ago mm-hmm. both in time and in the way that the team has played for both teams yep. so how much how much weight do you put down on that film that those tendencies versus maybe looking at film from the last few weeks and when you try to make your game plan yeah I, I think you know you, you get a feel for how teams are going to attack you you know certainly um you know, you, but you know that, that there's a piece to that. Um, you know, the other part obviously is what they've done late. You know, the, obviously teams kind of evolve as the season goes along. You know, for them, they they're really you know they they were they, you know they were really good coming in. What you see early in the season is kind of what you've seen late. You know, they've got a few wrinkles here and there, but you you know you know you're gonna have to take care of you know the quarterback. I mean, he is a dynamic player, both running and passing. You know, cool under pressure. You know, he can make all the throws. He can hurt with his legs and take off for scrambling. So it starts you know starts with him very impressed with the back you know the Morissette set kids had a great year for them um you know then obviously their skill kids are are as good as any you know they're, they're dynamite so it's uh you know it's hard you gotta try to take some stuff away um try to keep the ball in front but you know you're going to give up plays to them and and it's you know it's just a matter of you know make a tackle and rally for the next one now, looking at last year's game, it, you kind of overwhelmed them. And it's very similar to thought to the Portland State Championship game a few years ago. It's like before you blinked, it was 21 nothing, you know, mm-hmm. and th- the moment seemed a little bit big for Oxford Hill. So how do you convey to your stu- your kids, yes, the TA's defending champs, but you only had a handful of kids who really played significant minutes last year. How do you convey to that that, look, this is going to be a big occasion, it's going to be a huge crowd there, things are going to go wrong. How do you, you know, that, that first quarter could be really huge, especially for Oxford Hills, because if it doesn't start out well for them again, they may have the here we go again kind of thing. So how important mm-hmm. is that first quarter for you guys? Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, like we told our kids the first time we played them, you know, it's, it's just, you know, we, you know, when you play a team, you know, this is probably the first time we've gone to a state title game as an underdog. And, mm-hmm. and you know, we just got to go in and we got to hang around. And, and I thought we did a great job of that the first time. You know, we fell behind by two scores early. 
um, kind of battled our way back and, 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 you know, had an opportunity to win that game. And, you know, I, I would, you know, if we're going to win, I would assume it's probably going to be that type of game where it's going to be a tight game. And, and then hopefully in the end, you can find a way, um, to, uh, to pull it out. Um, you know, because, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're a really good football team and, uh, you know, they're, they're certainly going to make plays and we understand that, you know, we've got a hands full, but I think we're, we're excited about the opportunity to, to play them again. No, just looking big picture. I know this game is very separate from all the other ones, but just looking big picture and the, the success that the program's had, you know, seven state championship games over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for you? A lot of the coaching staff has been here the whole time. And what does that mean for you guys? It's a different group every year, and every mm-hmm. year's different, obviously. And this championship, if you win it, would be very different than ever, any other one. But yeah. how do you, when do you take a step back and say, like, look what we've done? I mean, this has been an unprecedented run here in Main State, in Maine high school football for the last 50 years, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we're for, I mean, obviously, you know, to get to this point, it's it's not just a high school thing. You know, it's right. it's a program thing. And, and uh, you know, I give our credit to our, our junior Trojans. You know, they do a great job getting kids. Even our soccer rec now, they, they've got a dynamic flag football league that kids can start pre-K. So, you know, our kids can start playing football in pre K, um, right up through, and it's a continuation. You know, the program just continues all the way through. So, you know, that's a huge part of it. Um, you know, you know, Brian Sear, our, our eighth grade coach. You know, his son Josh played on the 2012 state championship team for us. Um, he's been dynamic, and 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 you know, he does a great job at the, at, at the eighth grade level. Jack Morrison gets the kids here at the freshman level. Him and the staff do a f- phenomenal job there. So, you know, we we're in the situation because of you know the organization, not because of anything that one person or two people have done. We're just you know, we're in, and I think you know, we just keep things in perspective. Uh, we don't lose a lot of kids. You know, we, we, we have a community that supports us and, and a school that supports us. And, uh, you know, it just everything just kind of comes together. And, and uh, you know, it's been it's been a really fun, fun time. Lastly, I should ask again, 40, it's going to be a 40 degrees of game time Saturday morning. Yep. It's going to be sunny. What's your go-to outfit here? You got to keep warm, but you got to be, you know, got to be loose. You got to make calls. So, what are yeah. you doing when it's when it's 38, 40 degrees yeah. there? Yeah, the key is the is, is my uh, electronic vest. You know, I, I got one really? of those. Yeah, okay. I uh, actually <laughs> borrowed Mike Roach, who you know, he yeah. uh, he's he's an official, and and uh, I remember talking to him. I'd watched him. He was doing a bowl game, the humanitarian bowl, out at Boise okay. State. Yep. And <laughs> oh, the blue gosh. turf, and it was like 20 degrees, and rain and sleet. I said, "How the heck did you stay warm in that?" And he yeah. said, "I got this vest." So he he let me borrow it in 2017. We Went to Scarborough. Oh yeah, yep. and uh, you remember that night? That was, it was cold. Like Twenty-two oh, degrees, yeah. and thirty mile an hour wind. I mean, it was it was the coldest Brutal. game I ever coached in. But yeah. I stayed warm, and my wife bought me one. And that's the key: is is yeah. the uh, you know turn that vest on and stay warm. The feet and the hands. Whenever I go to Patriots games, like the, if your feet get cold, you're yeah. screwed. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. So hope, yeah. no precipitation, which is great. Yeah. And the fact that we're on the away sideline actually may help because we'll be in the sun. Yeah. And it'll be keep us a little warm. So we'll see how it goes. Absolutely. All right. Good luck this uh, this weekend, coach. Is bringing home another gold ball. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks. We want to thank Coach Kiesel for coming in for that interview, the first of three today. Um, before we get to the next ones, we want to ask you guys a question. So um, kind of a hypothetical here. So imagine that somebody came up to you and said, I watched the state game. I'm from the future. It's Sunday. And one guy from TA stepped up and helped them win. If Who do you think that one guy would be? I'm going to say I'm going to have one on each side of the ball because that's, okay. that's more fun. Right. I think defensively, I think Caden True needs to have a monster game. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, Mac Lowe, the, the line has to play well, linebackers, you know, the, the cornerbacks, they're going to be outmatched by Pelletier one-on-one. So, uh, you know, talk about Caden, and, and offensively he's important, but defensively he's got to have one of these all-time great games back there. We saw in the state game against Lawrence way back in 2012, before you guys even probably followed the team, 
and they were there was a close game and then we had a few hits against their quarterback who was a really good player went to Umaine. Um, this is like crunching hits on the sideline that changed the game. It just it set the tone. Came from the safety position, so that's going to be the most important defensive player. I think is is Caden just not allowing anything past that. You're going to give up five or six yards. That's fine. Don't let up ten, eleven, or uh, thirteen yards on a play. Offensively, I'm going to go with Carlos Eboli. I think you know O'Keefe's going to. I mean, look, everyone has to play well. Like O'Keefe can't yeah. turn the ball over. You know, Hayden can't fumble. It goes down and down and down. The games that Thornton Academy's looked the best offensively is when Carlos can get it yeah. going. And what's great, I've seen him in his game um, develop. And we saw it against Sanford was he didn't have any long passes. He had a lot of yards, but they were all like screen passes, mm-hmm. great blocking ahead of him, and he was able to weave his way in and out. When those games where they get him going early, and him and O'Keefe have a really good connection, um, it opens up everything else on the field. It opens yep. up the other side. It opens up Whitney. It opens up the screen game. So I think he's, you know, if, if you look back and say, well, Carlos had, you know, six catches for 110 yards and a touchdown, I say, wow, they, they have a good chance of winning there. Yeah, he's the guy on third down, and that's I would agree with you from uh, the offensive standpoint, opens everything else up, and they have a great chemistry, and I think that's the best version of their offense. But on defense, I want to go with a senior captain and maybe not the most talented player on the field. He hasn't been their biggest playmaker like Caden True or Mac Lowe has been, but he seems to make the big play at the right time, and that's Henry Lozier mm-hmm. uh, playing cornerback. I think back to that Kenny Bunk game. It was a close game, and he made an incredible interception. He just seems to be there at the right time in the clutch moments. And I think maybe if he gets an interception or uh, just makes a really good pass breakup on Tegan Pelletier, uh, he remembers that uh, regular season game where he didn't have his best game against Pelletier, um, caught a couple of touchdowns on him. So I'm sure he'll be motivated to go and um, clamp down on him and just – um, make them work for it. So I think he'll be a big X factor in this game and could be a little bit of a, bit of a surprise. You know, he's not one of their um, most consistent playmakers. Usually it's Caden True making the big hits, um, but I think that he could play a big role. I agree. Speaking of Henry Lozier, we'll have our first interview uh, with the senior captains. It'll be Hayden Whitney and Henry Lozier. All right. I've switched seats, as you can see here uh, in Zach's chair. I'm here with Hayden Whitney and Henry Lozier. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Awesome. So, States Week, here we go. A couple more days to go before the biggest game of your life. Um, let's just first talk about um, your your emotions going into this game. Um, just to, let's take the opponent out of it for now. But, you know, last year the team goes on to win States. This year, completely different team, basically, from the ground up in terms of starters and everything. And what's your emotions now that you're at the end of this three-month journey and you're you're staring one more game in, in for, the, for the biggest prize in, in Maine State football? I mean... It's a it's a big it's a big goal when you start in August, you get to the state championship game, and I mean, I think everyone on our team wants to win this game, but I think for us seniors, it would be bittersweet to win this game, come out with the championship. But either way, win or lose, I think we've had a great season. Either way, awesome. You can really only be excited. It's, a, it's what you look forward to. It's what you play for. So I think everyone's pretty pumped for it ready to go oxford hills obviously comes in as uh you know they beat you in the earlier in the regular season just take yourself back to that game and know you had a unfortunate turnover at the end of that game but what and for everybody you know there were mistakes made on both sides what uh what kind of motivation do you have besides just winning states of getting some revenge because people would say they're coming in as the favorite everyone thinks that they're going to win they certainly think that they're the best team in the state being undefeated right now so what are your feelings and emotions you know going against a team that is is pretty it's pretty good obviously and they beat you already once this year. Uh, I want to say like we're not the, probably not on the same level we were back in September, early September, week two. Uh, 
we had a lot of sophomores, a lot of young guys playing. Now they have a lot more, three months more experience playing varsity sports. I think it's going to be a totally different game. Yeah, like Henry said, it was week two. Uh, and we've learned so much since then, uh, especially the younger guys who had to fill some roles. They've just grown so much, become so much better football players. Yeah, as you mentioned, you know, the beginning of the season, not great, one and two, and really staring one and three in the face. That game against Kenny Monk was not a given any time. You, you guys have turned it around, won seven in a row. What, who, talk about you about a player um, that has maybe doesn't get all the accolades but has really improved this year as you've seen come along and is a big part of your success now. Uh, one guy that stands out to me is that first year playing football, that's his Mac Lowe. I mean, he stepped up in a huge way. Uh, we had our first scrimmage against Portland, actually. We played one quarter because of the uh, Thunder. Mm-hmm. But he struggled that game. We all knew. We watched film. He, he got it pretty good. But ab- since that game, he has not got anything. Got anything. He's done everything to improve his game, watch film, whatever it could be to try to get himself better prepared and to win every week. Yeah. You know, Ryan Beck, I'd have, I couldn't pick out a single person. I'd have to just say the line, the line overall. Mm-hmm. They start off good, but... Now they're just great. They they know everything. They they're doing everything perfectly. You mentioned uh, getting it in the film session. Let's talk about that for a second. I've been in some of those film sessions before, and and what does it feel like when you're on the the receiving end of that? Especially if you know that you messed up. Like it's got to be you know Coach Kiesel. He can get a little fired up, obviously. So what 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 do you do? Do you just you, what's the process? Do you like sit there and just take it, or like what, what what's the feeling when you get singled out for a bad play? I mean, you just gotta take it. You can't <laughs> do anything else but take it. Everyone in the room is going to get at least one, so you don't really feel embarrassed because everyone's going to get it. It's just the way you the way you handle it is most important. And I do, think. do you get a lot of accolades too? Like, is it is it? Do you find it equal? Like, hey, that was a really great play for you, Hayden. Like, or is it? Uh sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> when you have like a ninety-five yard run, he's like, all right, yeah, good play, all right, now. But but he could have blocked better, right? Yeah. Um, so you guys have both played in the state game before. Um, one of the few players who has some experience, obviously. How, what, how do you keep yourself calm and focused? You know, it's going to be, first of all, the game time's different than any other game you play all year. It's going to be earlier. Huge crowd on hand. Obviously, it's on a neutral site as well. You played there before this year, which kind of helps. But what, what, how, do you, how are you going to talk to the guys who have never really been there before? There weren't even a, a guy like Mack wasn't even on the team last year. How do you try to keep everyone a little bit calm? Because it's a huge game. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still a football game. We're still warming up the same way. We're still loading the bus the same way. We're still arriving, going to the locker room the same way. You can't put an extra added pressure to the game, or the game's in a field. I feel like you're play not gonna be able to play loose. If that makes sense. Yeah. You gotta play like it's August football again. Right. Loose, calm, but at the end of the day, there is something tied to this game more than just an August football practice or scrimmage. And Hayden, how do you, how do you, I'm sure you have some kind of pregame routine. How do you try to keep that normal, even though it's going to be a little bit, the timing's going to be a little bit different, the locker room's pretty far away. So what are you going to do to try to keep your pregame ritual the same? I mean, I just focus on uh, on uh, warming up properly and and uh, getting ready for when that clock starts. Uh, I don't I don't follow like a specific ritual. I just like to get warm, get loose, uh, and play football. It's gonna be a cold. Speaking, of, it's gonna be a cold one. No, no, uh, you know, no snow or anything like that. But it's gonna be a cold one there. And then the cool thing is, you guys are on the the opposing sideline, the away sideline, which is gonna have the sun on you at least for for most of the game. Um, what would um, so you guys are obviously captains, and that's obviously a, being on the team is great. But this this program in the last ten years, you know, five state championships, and this is their seventh state championship appearance. 
a lot of great guys have come before you, especially in the captain's roles. What, how, how's that been? You know, at the end of the journey now, and and you're a leader on the team. And what's it going to feel like when you guys get to walk out there to midfield for that coin toss, knowing that this is the last game you're going to play as well? I mean, it's it's special. I mean, at the end of the day, we got to be leaders of the team. But going to that coin toss is going to be so special with the with other three of the guys, other captains we have. I mean, Ian. Also, there's other leaders in the team that aren't have the C on their chest, who are a big role in this year's team, and they won't be remembered as captains, but we all know they were did some stuff, did things, did led the team to like a captain does. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how it's gonna feel, but it's gonna be a great game. I'm excited. What's the one uh, favorite moment from this year? Maybe it's a kind of maybe it's a practice moment. Maybe it's something in the locker room. Something that you're gonna look back and and remember this year by. Maybe something pretty like funny that happened at, on the field, or maybe a play. Like I know you know Mac Lowe had a, a pick six, and just the celebrations were kind of crazy. So any any plays that stick out to you this year, or moments I should say. Moments. Uh, that's hard. Put him in a spot like that. <laughs> oh, I, I want to go first, Aiden. I'll think about it. Uh, I mean. Probably, probably the first first big run I had against Scarborough uh, set the tone for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, got me excited, got me ready. Uh, and I think I'll just always remember that. Yeah. As at the same the first game of the year, Scarborough, I got the first kick return, brought out to like the forty something yard line, and got my blood flowing for the year. Got my legs going. Felt really good about that after that return. Awesome. Last question on the game. Uh, what's the one thing? And you can, you can talk about your own position or your own your own kind of group. What's the one thing that you guys you will have to do this weekend, this Saturday, to to pull out the win? What's the one thing you can do or have to do or or maybe can't do? You gotta limit number eight. Mm-hmm. I just gotta focus. That's all. Awesome, love it. Last question. Um, let's take. So, if you could play any position other than your own, and let's just say, don't worry about your size and your height and your weight. But just like your spirit animal, if you could play any other position than you are now on the football field, what would it be oh, and why? Quarterback. Growing <laughs> up, I always wanted to play quarterback, but there always guys ahead of me. But I mean, I love being running back. Uh, the only thing I could imagine would be maybe wide receiver. I okay. Okay. Interesting. So hopefully you don't see any shenanigans. Like if, if you got if we're up by a lot, you're like Ryan, sit this one out. I want to get that snap at QB one. Pop, pop the helmet off. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, good luck this weekend, guys, and thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. We want to uh, thank Hayden Whitney and Henry Lozier for coming in for that interview. And uh, now we'll switch it over to Brent Pollen and Jack Brochu for the second senior captain interview. We want to welcome in Brent Pollen and Jack Brochu for this interview. We are interviewing all the senior captains today. So to start things off, uh, I want to ask you guys, what are your feelings or emotions like going into the state game this weekend? Um, I'm pretty I'm pretty hyped up. I think that it's going to be a good challenge for us, you know, coming off of a uh, – a regular season loss early in the year. I think that it's just going to be a revenge tour this this week. So pretty hyped up and just going to go out there and play our best game, see if we can come through with the win. Jack? Yeah, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, last time we weren't as prepared as we were this time, but we go out there and we're going to just work our butts off. Yeah. Uh, this week, obviously, you guys have a lot of practices before uh, the game this weekend. Are practices, you know, like normal, or is Coach Kizo trying to kind of amp up uh, the workload, or is he maybe trying to slow it down a little bit? It's definitely a little bit more discipline. You know, it's he has a lot less tolerance for messing up, small mistakes, like errors in general. But 
you know, it's like as a, as players, like we all know, it's it's playoffs now, so mm-hmm. it's it's honestly it's states week now, so it, you just got to come to practice with a different mentality. So yeah, yeah, yeah we just got to come to practice, you know, prepared, ready to go, you know, show up on time, not as much messing around. We can't, you know, not be paying attention anymore. Yeah, big week. Yeah. Uh, you both were on the last year's state championship winning team, and you guys did beat Oxford Hills. Obviously, there are a lot of guys on this team who either weren't on that team or didn't have a lot of playing time. Um, so you guys are going to be, you know, players that others look to for almost guidance in the game. So what are what are things you're telling some of the pl- other players who maybe haven't been in the situation before about this game? Um, that's something I've been stressing, like ever since we started like our bye week practices, is that playoffs is a it's a different breed. Mm-hmm. You know, you you face teams that are going to be in regular season way worse than what they're going to be in playoffs you know you think back to last year when we played scarborough last regular season come back next week of playoffs and we're down 12 7 at the half you know like i just want like I, i'm like stressing to these players that you need to play be playing your best football yeah yeah states week is a whole different animal i mean really there's no cut cookie cutter way that this can go so you know, we got to really stress to the kids to, you know, just take it play-by-play play and mm-hmm. really just buckle down and get it done. Yeah. Taking it away from the state game, obviously you guys are both captains in the team. What is? Have you guys enjoyed that? What's that been like being a captain this year? Uh, definitely started out slow. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, like, I'm not very, like, vocal mm-hmm. when it comes to being a captain, but kind of, like, getting to know the team, like, kind of, like, making a relationship with each and an individual player. It's, like kind of getting them to like be hyped up is a lot easier as time goes on yeah you gotta treat all of them like they're your little brother just gotta give them the little brother treatment for a while but then they start to come together and then it's just one big family yeah uh the i saw the weather uh for the state game uh, it's gonna be right around 25 or 30 degrees so what uh what are you guys gonna do to keep yourselves warm you know pre-game even like the end of game or even just like during the game what are you guys gonna do I mean, to listen, save I, i'm not the person for this question you know <laughs> i mean it was 30 degrees out of practice yesterday i was still wearing shorts and no shirt underneath my jersey that's exactly <laughs> what i'm planning on doing in the game so cold is a mindset you just gotta buckle down and get through it uh, yeah uh, that, that's a good way to think about it and then the last uh question i have for you guys is what is your favorite moment from this year so far oh man could, you be, know, could I, be a practice, could be a game, could be, a, or even just a little thing that happened. Hmm. I would have to say, I talk about I talk about him all the time. You know, like when people talk about, oh, who surprised you this year? It was Ryan McPhee, and it was just like, you know, he just. I would have never expected him to be a varsity D tackle. Mm-hmm. You know, at the beginning of the season, and he showed up. He got it done, and when he got his first sack in the game, oh, my God, I was so proud of that kid. Yeah, It was just legendary. Talking about on-the-field moments or off-field a- moments? Anything. Well, you know, it's always a pleasure, you know, to get to the end of doubles. Mm-hmm. And then we get to have an end doubles cookout this year. I got to hold it at my camp. And, uh, you know, just seeing everyone just having a blast mm-hmm. together as a team for, like, the real first time was a nice experience. Yeah. Well, again, we want to thank Brent and Jack for coming in, coming into this interview, and uh, good luck this weekend, guys. Thank you. Thank you. That wraps up all the interviews, and so uh, as we kind of conclude this part, we obviously have to give our predictions. Um, we try. I think we're all going to try to be a little bit 
unbiased. At least that's my opinion is I'm going to try to be unbiased um, as much as we all, you know, go go to TA, work at TA, you know, have followed TA, do stuff with TA TV. We all, you know, try to try not, try to get rid of bias here as, as we get to a state game. So I'll let you guys go first. Just give me the score prediction and maybe like something you think might happen in the game. Uh, well, I'm gonna th- you're going to set the tone here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As much as I think that TA has improved so much over the last half of the season, Oxford Hills has handled everybody except for TA, which they almost did lose. But they've had no real knocks on their record, and there's not much of a reason for me to pick against them. They have one of the best receivers in the state and a quarterback who wants to get a signature win in a state mm-hmm. championship on Saturday. So I think it's their year. Um, as you said, they, they've known this for a long time, that this was going to be the year that they had a really good chance. I hate to do it, but I'm picking Oxford Hills by, let's say, eight points. High score or low scoring game? Um, maybe like game in the 20s, somewhere okay. in between. Right. So I think... I think it. There's a lot of. It could be. It could be. I. Th- I could see Oxford Hills winning going away. I could see that just because of everything we've talked about. Um, I also, as I co- talked with Coach Kiesel, it, it feels a little bit like 2012, the opposite, um, in the regional final where in 2011 we were kind of the upstart underdogs. Mm-hmm. We almost beat them. They were like the big dogs in the house. And then the next year we went in their place and, and beat them. And Oxford Hills kind of feels like that TA team from 2012, where it's like, all right, yeah, we lost this year, but next year we're going to get these guys. All that being said, I I just have a feeling that it's going to be an epic game, mm-hmm. and I have a feeling that that Oxford Hills is going to make a lot of mistakes again. Um, that TA is going to make mistakes too, but it's just it's going to be a crazy. It's just going to be one of those things that it, the emotion on the sideline. Like I've been on the sideline for all of these games, all the state games, and, and some of the big games. Now I've been to a lot of Patriots games over the years. By far the most emotion I've ever had in my life watching sports was the 2012 regional final against Chevrolet because it was every play was like oh my god we're gonna do this like and it was up and down and that team was so good uh, and had been they'd won like 40 straight games or something crazy like three straight t- t- championships and I've been on the sideline for a lot of state games most of them have been really really awesome and there've been a couple honestly that by the second half even last year but the second half it's like this game's over like we were we're the better team like even 2018 that team never never trailed in all year won every game by at least 20 points and it was an amazing accomplishment but it was kind of like huh we should win this and we're going to win this when you're the underdog there's something that starts building in the game as it goes along and you're like wow we we have a chance here we have a chance here and they know they have a chance against Oxford Hills because of what happened in the regular season game my prediction and I'm going a little crazy. This I'm going Thorn Academy 27, Oxford Hills 26. Like it. Oxford wow, Hills score. Wow. Oxford Hills scores very late in the last minute, and they choose to go for two and the win. Okay. And we stop them. So do you think wow. we miss an extra point or kick a field goal or something? We'll we'll go for, we'll try the go for two trick yeah. once See, and not and not get it. But then other other than that, we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And Oxford Hills will 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 miss an extra point or something crazy will happen because like we'll we'll have a time where we we blocked extra points. That's kind of been a famous thing. So maybe we block an extra point. We're up 27-26. They score. They're like, you know what? We're, this is our time. We're going for two. Soren rolls out, tries to find Pelletier. Caden Shrew comes in, knocks the ball out of his Boom. hands in the corner of the end zone, and then just anarchy on the like sidelines. TA's gone for two in pretty much every game, like at least once or twice. And when they're playing these teams that they're blowing out, it doesn't really matter right. as much. But you think in a close game where it could be a one-possession game, if you miss the two-point conversion, then that could be your season. And so yeah. that'll be interesting to yeah. see. If they, like, let's say they score first and they feel confident in their chances of going for two, do they do that or do they settle for the one point? Because that could be sneaky big in the type of game well, like against 
Sanford, they they didn't even really mess around with it. Because what they do, they, they don't just go for two. They basically line up with everybody in the yeah. game, so including Baez, and said, all right, you're going to give us a look that we can go for two. And they, they get into a mode there for a little bit of against Bangor and other teams where they were trying it like almost every time. Sanford, I, they didn't really mess around. They went right to the f- extra point. So yeah. I could see it maybe happening one time, maybe early on, as Cole said, to try to get some momentum. But, yeah, 27-26 TA, our sixth championship in 10 like years. Wow. And then I retire. Because <laughs> <laughs> the kick it better than that. I agree with Jeff. I think it comes down to the last play of the game, which now I'm not – I don't I, – I, I hate pick, picking against TA – but I think it's going to be Oxford Hills. It's going to be some kind of long touchdown pass or a really good catch or a really good defensive play. And I think it'll be the best game TA played all year. It's going to be they're going to play really well. I'm thinking something like 34, 32, 30. Because like last year, like the, for some reason, I feel like high school, it's just the numbers always end up being nothing random. It's not like 28, 21, like just right, t- touchdowns yeah. and extra it's points. It's going to be stuff that It'll be up. some random number, but it'll be very close. I, I want I, I think you're right I think I'm, I'm excited to um to be the underdog I, I hate it's not it, some people are like why did you say that but it, like it feels it, better it, it feels it, cooler it, feel, it's, yeah. it makes it more exciting it, it's almost more more fun when you're winning or when you have that momentum and so I'm, I'm excited to see how TA plays but as a fan too I'm sure as a player you want to be the favorite you want to dominate like you're the one out there getting your yeah. butt kicked every play like I get yeah. that but as a fan it just feels a little bit better when you're not expected you could say to all the haters you know yeah but we did it'll be close like. I don't know. I, I think it's gonna be high score. I can't imagine this game's gonna be low. I think I think there's gonna be a lot of big plays like on yeah. both sides. There's gonna yeah. be broken tackles. There's gonna be bad coverage. Because again, it's a huge moment. The TA two, yeah, TA is the defending champs. As we talked with Coach Hiza, but like they're basically all new from last year. Like these guys yeah. don't have experience. And I, same with Oxford Hills. They're gonna be feeling that moment. There's gonna be three thousand people there. I mean, and we haven't mentioned Xander Cantaria, yet, and he's been their big play guy all year. So if somebody's gonna match these long touchdowns from mm-hmm. Tegan Pelletier and Morrison, their running back, it's gonna be Cantaria. Uh, getting into the secondary, so yeah. I'm excited. It's gonna be it's gonna be cold. Yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be a 40s. great game. I guess I was telling Cole before TA's on the away sideline, which is a good thing because the Sun's gonna be on yeah. the away team. It's gonna be it's cold nice. on that home sideline. Yeah. So uh, if Jeff gets it right, 27-26, you can uh, Chick Fil A's on me. Yeah. <laughs> You can uh, you can give him a, a nice handshake and congratulations yeah. for saying that right. But and and notice all the players that are listening to this. I picked Thorn Academy. These guys did not. So put your hate towards them this so, time. I'll hear. It. <laughs> we'll hear it. I don't. I don't. You know. We don't want to. We don't want to be bullied into it. We're going to be bullied into picking TA to win everything, especially states and girls basketball. You know, we'll see. It's yeah. motivation. We love it. It yeah. gets more views. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're clickbaiting over here. I all love right. it. To finish up this episode, we'll uh, switch it over real quick to some pro- professional sports. Um, this week, at least, it doesn't seem as important to me because we have a state game, obviously. Right. But uh, the NFL is through Week 10, and the injuries are out of control. Cooper Cup is on the IR. Dallas He's Gar- done. He's not coming back for I, sure. Uh, may, I don't even think so. They'll be, they'll be out of the playoffs out by the then, playoffs, so they yeah. won't come back. Dallas Goddard's on the IR. Oh, um, killer. Kyler Murray's injured. I can't even – there's too many. I can't even list them off. But um, any I mean, any big thoughts? I mean, I, I put playoff predictions on our little itinerary here, to specifically with the Patriots. I thought we'd talk about it. But around the NFL, any any surprises, any, any things that you guys want to – Yeah, I think the two biggest – overhyped stories right now in the NFL are both in the AFC East and that is one that the Patriots are oh they're in the playoffs right now the playoffs started right now I'm like well thank thankfully for the other teams they don't start right now the Patriots have a ridiculously hard schedule going forward this is a must win game against the Jets because they still play the Vikings they play the Cardinals they play the Raiders on the road those two games are not going to be gimmies they play the Bills twice uh, they play the Bengals so the Patriots have to win this game I don't think they're a playoff team still I haven't seen anything that makes me think that way uh, but, of course, just because all these other teams – they had a really good week last week on a bye because so many other teams they're contending with lost. Yep. Um, watch out for the Colts. 
I'll say this: they the Colts have a pretty easy schedule going forward, and they're only a game behind the Patriots. Oh, Jeff, uh, no, bye. sometimes these interim coaches get get them get, really the riled up. The Matt Unless, Ryan yeah. starting again. I love the Jeff Saturday hire. He well, got way too. Well, much I don't know about that. I don't know if I love he, the hire long term, but yeah, they should start Matt Ryan. That's the easiest thing to say. Here's, like, the, here's the question, though: Do the Colts overtake the Titans, and then it's the, the no? I don't think so. They'll, they'll make the Titans now. Six and six and two, seven six and two, six and three. Six and three. Right. The, the, the other okay. overhyped story, also in the AFC East, is the Bills. The Bills are fine. They're six and three. They had a mm-hmm. fluky loss. They have a pretty easy schedule going forward. They're still going to be the probably the two seed in the AFC. I think the Ravens end up winning the AFC, um, the way that they're looking. So, um, lot. I mean, obviously a lot of a lot of surprises. I'm still surprised that the Raiders stink so bad, like that's badly. And I don't think Josh McDaniels is is in trouble because you can't just keep firing coaches every six you know six or eight games. I mean, it's you got to get a new quarterback in there. Um, looking at the NFC. I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, the, hats off to the Vikings. I had no, I didn't had thought they had no chance against Buffalo, um, but it was a great win for them. Um, are they for real? I, I look at the Eagles and the Vikings the same way. It's like, all right, yeah, their record is good, but would I think they could they could lose to anybody in the NFC, especially yep. in the playoffs? So, for me, when you look back at the beginning of the season, I still think in the AFC it's the Bills and it's the Chiefs, and in the NFC it's really totally open. I thought, I mean, the Rams. I think they're done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's 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 going to be a wild NFC playoff picture, for yeah. sure. And the Patriots have to win against the Jets this weekend. I don't think they're going to. Yeah, I'll just I'll just go through the standings real quick. So K- Kansas City's seven and two. The Dolphins are seven and three at uh, the second seed. Titans are in third seed at six and three. Baltimore's fourth seed with six and three. And then the wild card right now is Jets, Bills, Patriots, and the Patriots are. In seventh, and they're contending with the Chargers and Bengals, who are also five and four right now. I think I think the Bengals are fine; they'll make it in. The Chargers, man, they just can't figure it out, can yeah. they? I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think the NFL needed this week. We had the game of the year, Bills and Vikings. That was absolutely incredible. And think about the stakes of Justin Jefferson's catch. If oh, he doesn't make so that good. incredible catch, then none of that crazy stuff happens right. at the end of the game. Just unbelievable to think that the game is over if he doesn't reach up with a couple fingers and just rip it away from a defender. And the Bills lose in horrible fashion. And um, Josh Allen frustrated, of course. Who wouldn't be? Uh, but they've had so many injuries in their secondary, and that's why I'm not worried. I, th- I don't no. think that you need to go undefeated or lose one or two games in the regular season to make a big run i still think it's their year and um just an incredible week in the nfl when you're talking about the packers saving their potentially saving their season Mm -hmm. at lambeau against the cowboys and then the eagles going down to washington which i was thinking before the game remember a couple years ago steelers were 11 and 0 they Mm -hmm. lose to washington Mm -hmm. It it was kind of the same thing which was which was funny but um yeah i think uh incredible week and um so much more to come. I think that the Patriots, you know, I think they'll beat the Jets this week. I really do. I think they're a better team than the Jets, and then they have the Cardinals and the Raiders, like you said, which I think will be two easy wins, but they definitely uh, need to step it up and play well. I think we have a chance to upset Buffalo one week. Oof, no chance. Oh, all right. Really? Bef- no. Before we get to pick the winners, we'll just uh, got to give a couple of little shout-outs to a few teams. So the Boston Bruins are 14-2. to up top the uh, the entire NHL right now because you know they're the best team and mm-hmm. and I totally predicted this from the offseason I, I had well they should be considering how much money you spent on a jersey the other day yeah anyways um, <laughs> and then the Celtics also doing great they're twelve and three and, and Cole what's happening to your Warriors they're six and nine so every year they, they win the title they got to get the top pick that's basically yeah. how they're working yeah. yeah you see we're tanking for Wembenyama oh at this my point. god I if follow- you end up with Wembenyama I will never watch an NBA game again yeah. I, I follow a lot of Warriors pages on Instagram and Twitter and they are making a comp- it was it was a joke at first but now they're going crazy I mean every day I'm seeing jersey swaps 
of Wembenyama in a Warriors jersey. Oh but but he's going to the Lakers. That, that's what's. Yeah. I mean, the NBA will make it happen. Yeah. But on a serious note, um, Steph scored fifty last night and we lost. He's carrying us so bad, and sometimes we come out a. a with a win if we're playing Sacramento or a bad team like that. But Clay Thompson is really declining, and he's forcing shots. And the things I don't like is when he has an off night, which is more often than not at this point in his career, he's forcing things. And um, it's kind of the same with Jordan Poole. So I think that Clay just needs to stop shooting. And we got to get the ball inside and play better in the paint and not and take the pressure off Steph so that he doesn't have to score 50 points and – like you saw last night, he did that, and we still lost. So it's frustrating, and I am definitely concerned. On the Bruins and Celtics, I mean, they both look like they're the title contenders. Now, I think the Celtics have more of a chance to win the title just because they were there last year, and everyone kind of expects it. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Bruins, like, yeah, they're they're always obviously overperforming right now. I mean, I don't think they're going to finish, you know, fifty or sixty-five and oh, twelve no, or something happen, like that. But- but what's what's been the key? I mean, you've, you said you watch every game, right? So what's been the yeah. one and thing? And what's with this new goalie? I do they don't okay, they have a so, third goalie? So Linus Olmark is um, severely underrated, and he's a great goalie. He's been playing well. He's ten and one, and he's just been out of his mind. So Jeremy Swayman got hurt, um, and. Uh, I think it was like a hyperextension. Keith Kincaid yeah, came in from the AHL. He's used to be an NHL goalie. Um, he's kind of bounced around some AHL teams. He's more of a third goalie, and he played really well against Buffalo. Um, which is everything they're touching is turning the gold right now. Yeah, hmm. and that, that, that's why it's just gonna keep happening. Gotta win now. It's, it's the New Jersey. Go. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're gonna hit. A, they're gonna hit a slide though. Be this next couple of weeks just because they play like Vegas, Tampa Bay twice, mm-hmm. Carolina, Colorado. So they got a lot of tough games coming up. Uh, but we'll finish up with pick the winners. I've got three big games for you guys this week. Uh, the Jets. We're we gonna include the TA game. We should include that in this pick okay. the winners this week. So yeah, I think we know. Me and Cole said yep. Oxford Hills. Even I though TA. I, I, I hope, hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I hope that uh, I get this wrong. We're gonna hear it today. Yeah, you will. Yep, I want to get it wrong. I but love it. The Cole is block three in biology, so you need to go find him to beat him <laughs> up. <laughs> um, yeah, the Jets at the Patriots. So I know. I just want to say the stat: the Jets are undefeated when they're away. And the Patriots are two and two at home, but the Patriots have beat the Jets like nine straight times. Um, I go Jets. Um, give me the Patriots. Give me the Jets. You seem you, you seem not happy. <laughs> not to have confident. The Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> give me the Patriots. <laughs> uh, then we have the Raiders at the Broncos. Two teams that really need a win right now. I mean, God, I keep thinking the Raiders are going to turn it around. Raiders I'm have, going Raiders. I know it's I know it's at mile high, but the Raiders they just have to figure it out. They haven't won a game away. I know, but they're gonna do it this week. Derek Carr was crying in a press conference. <laughs> he's he's motivated. <laughs> Give me the Raiders because nothing makes sense about the no. NFL. People will think two bad teams, but the Broncos are a little bit better. But they're both should the be Raiders playoff teams. Win. That's the thing. They should be. But one has a terrible coach and quarterback, and the other one has a terrible quarterback. I'm taking defense. the I'm taking the Broncos. And I, I yeah, you know. Good. I'm thinking Russell Wilson. Will this is where I ascend to the top of the picks this All week. Right. And then the last one is the Cowboys at the Vikings. Vikings are undefeated at Oh, home. Vikings. I can never pick the Cowboys. Yeah, gave me the Vikings as well. I'll go Vikings just because I feel like. Um, it's a big game for the Patriots, though, because the, the Patriots play at the Vikings on Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. if the if – the, so I was listening to one of the other radio shows. If the Vikings win, it's actually good for the Patriots because the Vikings will be coming off huge wins against Buffalo and the Cowboys and maybe will have a letdown game. 
yeah we'll see that'd be good all right that's gonna do it for episode 37 of trojan talk we will uh we thank you all for watching this uh football filled episode with lots of state game uh, stuff we'll probably be recapping that next week Uh, but we will see you all soon and go ta yeah go ta have a good have a good day